there's a lot of people who are so used to saving and saving and saving mm -hmm. that they almost feel guilty with spending. And right. it's sometimes, part of the plan is to not make them run out of money, but also at the same time to make sure that they're able to feel guilt-free to spend as much as that they can without, you know, worrying about running out of money as well. Welcome to the All Things Retirement Podcast with certified financial planner, Anthony Alpha. Here's your host, Ben George. Glad to have you back on All Things Retirement. It's another great episode for you today coming up. And we're not talking about finance today. Well, everything kind of ties back into finance, I guess. But we're specifically focused on some non-financial items that people need to be paying attention to and thinking about. Uh, we always talk, Anthony, about what are you retiring to, right? And that's kind of what we're focused on today. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is one of the things that helps with the average uh, retiree today, it being a little less sedentary lifestyle and, and wanting to retire maybe a little bit younger, but also living a little bit more fulfillment in their life and more act, active lifestyle. So we're going to go through that today on the show. We're going to talk about just some of the items to be thinking about to to make sure you kind of envision and and at least think through a little bit. You don't have to nail down your answers necessarily and have your life planned out in retirement, but to at least kind of get a feel for how you want to spend it will help you not only have a, a plan for retirement, but also build your retirement plan and make sure your finances are covered to make sure you can live that lifestyle as well. So we'll do that today. We've got a mailbag question or two, depending on how much time we have a little bit later on as well. And we'll put this episode up online at cardinalwg.com afterwards, along with every other episode. And there you'll also find Anthony's tax-free retirement toolkit online, plus a lot of other resources that he offers. So check out the website again, cardinalwg.com, once we get done with this show. I think kind of beginning this conversation, Anthony, maybe take a a higher picture view of this, of where we are with, with people preparing for retirement, because it seems like today, and I think everybody's kind of felt this way, but maybe more today you're seeing people that just want more fulfillment in retirement, right? As they're getting ready for things? Absolutely. I think if we're looking at a previous generation or two going back, I think there was really little planning that was even done. And it was, I think, just overall kind of a little bit more of a simpler lifestyle where today, a lot of people are retiring younger, 55s, uh, you know, before 60. Uh, and even with people retiring at 65, that's the new 55. And they want to be active, certainly while they still can. And they start to look forward in terms of, okay, how am I going to get to spend all this free time? And I think not to say that they're not worried on the most basic level. Uh, you can almost go in, in terms of like the Maslow's hierarchy of, of needs mm -hmm. and almost kind of say, okay, basically, am I going to be all right from a safety, food, clothing, and shelter, the, the most basic needs? And, and obviously, you'd have to at least know that already going into it. If you're questioning that, you're never going to get beyond, do I have enough? Am I going to run out of money? I mean, it's, it's there, but I think you at least have to be totally conviction on knowing that you're okay and you can now move beyond that and start to think about my sense of belonging and being with my loved ones and family and community and, and how that sense of connection is going to take shape going forward. For for some folks who've spent a lot of time running and constantly earning, they might have have some years where they lost or maybe their kids went to school and now they're coming back from school and going to come back around the nest again and they want to kind of reconnect with them. And so you, you see a lot more of that going on and they want to think through how that's going to happen. And then you start to kind of 
see people as they kind of go through this retirement and think more about feeling good about life and their achievement of goals and that self-actualization and, and thinking about how they're going to be remembered and starting that to take shape when you certainly see you know, grandchildren. And look, this human element is not necessarily, as I mentioned, for everybody, right? And, and some people are going to want to just start off with the standard wealth management plan of, you know, the financial study. Am I going to be all right? When do I take Social Security? Which pension option? How should I be invested? How do I roll my money? All, all the things and that are really important to it um, might be just where you want to start and you never want to get into the pie in the sky stuff with your advisor. And I, and I totally understand that. But I think that there's a element that when you begin at some point to open up, it's always better the sooner. But if it happens later, that's, that's great too that you start to stumble upon what's really important and can really provide the conversation to help make that happen. Um, it also helps you be able to uncover what makes your client tick and what's really important to them. And it and it really just helps to kind of peel back the onion and, and to really understand what maybe is the thing in life that's been like a red tape that's prevented them maybe from seeing, you know, getting that second car or taking a family on uh, a trip to be remembered by. It could be just a monetary thing that they're not sure if they can afford, they feel guilty about. But those are things that people aren't just not going to always right, bring right to the, to the surface um, at the end of the day. And I can kind of give you an example of somebody recently okay. that I spent time with. And I asked him, and it's a, a question that we ask often, is that you know, what's important to you right now? What is something that you value right now? that you want to continue in the future? And it's a, it's a different question as opposed to, you know, how much money do I need for retirement? And he sat back and this was in the summer. So he said, easy, I mean, I would love some, summer at the lake house in the Adirondacks. And I said, oh, t- you know, tell me more about that. And it's, you know, we, we have so much fun there. And being able to con- continue those times with, with my kids and their grandchildren because of all the memories that that um, creates and carrying on the tradition that my father used to do. So they actually used to go there with his father. And so this has been a tradition. And when they go there, they go through certain activities uh, that they do up there that brings remembrance to their father, you know, and brings up those stories of of his parents. To me, it it sounded like it's more, you know, and I asked the question, I said, so this sounds like it's not only something really important to you, and it's not just a fun trip, but it's almost something that you want to continue on as a be remembered by. And he said, you know, absolutely. I, you know, I want to continue this and I want to be remembered by this. And so for me, that, that helps to pivot and say, well, should we add this to our agenda at some point now or in the future about your legacy and what that looks like? And, and how do you go about being remembered in your in your future more than just monetarily but just how do you create that to happen uh, and so that's much more than a am i going to be an okay conversation yeah as it is a much deeper conversation and and um you know one we hope people are thinking about and that's great that that he was thinking about that not everybody i guess is in the position where they've really thought through what they want retirement to look like or what they want to accomplish in a retirement and it goes you know well beyond just trying to put together you know your finances to make sure that you have enough money 
because you know once you get there you you got to be fulfilled and you know there's a number of different items that we kind of maybe like a checklist we've kind of put together to kind of think through a little bit and I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on some of these and and what you've seen from clients Anthony as you've worked with them to get prepared for retirement yeah the first one is who who really are you going to hang out with who do you see yourself spending that time with I mean that's so important number one for those relationships to 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 have you know, a reason to go out and meet with people to stay social and about, but it also impacts, you know, what your retirement plan needs to look like. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, for us, we would call that, you know, kind of the relationship. So we, what we have is something that we call the, the, the meaning of money. And we kind of break it down into your values, your goals, interests, relationships, uh, processes or advisor and teachings that you might live by. And that's, you know, falls right in that relationship category. Who, who are you going to spend the time with? And, and, you know, what's that look like? And people will naturally, you know, say a lot of times, maybe father, family gatherings, grandchildren, uh, maybe their kids, their church group, uh, fishing and golf with their friends, high school, college friends, co-workers, right? And this is something that we, we kind of developed, not like we thought of it here, but it's kind of something that we can put into their overall plan so that when they come back in, it's kind of one of these things that under the category relationships, it's a talking point and just to see how those are going along. And is there a way to enhance those relationships with your grandchildren and have teachable moments with them and teach what it means to give back to your community and or, or a charity. And there's a, a whole host of ways to go about that. But you certainly want to think about how you're going to spend your time and relationships are going to be one of them for sure. Now, I guess the the way you know your activities, things that you're going to do in retirement um, is, a, is a huge part of it, right? I mean, just your day to day, what's that going to look like? Are you going to, you know, are you going to be playing golf a lot? You know, are you are you going to just be spending time with your kids? Like what you're going to be doing and even like beyond that, like eating, what are you going to be eating every day? Is it going to be something you're preparing at home versus, hey, I don't want to do anything in the house, no dishes. I, don't want, I want somebody to take care of me. I'm going to be eating out all the time. Putting all these little things together and kind of getting a sense of what a, a day would look like for you is important. I couldn't agree more. So maybe put that under the interest category. And so okay. if you're somebody who's going to be fishing, uh, you know, what do they say? It's better to have a friend with a boat, right, than yourself. But it's an expensive right. hobby or, or golf is an expensive hobby. Some people, this might be right in their wheelhouse of their of their needs um, and is a part of their main budget. And for other folks, when they bring it up, it's more of a question mark. Like, you know, I really want to get back into golf. It's I know it's expensive. It's going to cost me, on average, maybe $10,000 a year to do, you know, everything or something like that. Is that something that I can even do, right? Um, I got away with, away from it for the last, you know, 20 years, and I'd like to get back into it. Same thing with eating out. Going out to eat certainly can be a pretty large budget item at the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> getting you know, two a uh, meal for you and your spouse and a cocktail or two is is certainly getting close to about a hundred bucks very easily. Oh yeah, in a lot of instances. So now understanding what that looks like, and for some people, it's an everyday budget part of their needs, and and for other folks, it's more of a question mark in saying, you know, I'd like to eat out five times, but you know, do you have to be more specific with your budget? And, and it, it just gives us a better idea of how we help them pay for their lifestyle to better quantify it and to also help encourage them. There's a lot of people who are so used to saving and saving and saving mm-hmm. that they almost feel guilty with spending. 
And right. it's sometimes a part of the plan is to not make them run out of money, but also at the same time to make sure that they're able to feel guilt free to spend as much as that they can without, you know, worrying about running out of money as well. Do you find, because I know I'm sure there's a lot of people that you to talk to that um, just can't make up their mind, right? Just indecisive. So when you talk to them about retirement, what that that day-to-day might look like, and they just say, oh, I got no idea. I have no idea. I might want to do this. I might want to do that. I don't know if I'm going to eat out, whatever. How do you work with them to come up with a number in terms of what they're going to need month to month to cover expenses? How, how do you how do you do that? Do you have to narrow it down and, and get something specific out of them, or do you can you build something that's kind of broader? Sure. I would tell you that for the average, it, it's kind of a moving target a little bit. We have, I have a process. Not everyone's going to be looking to go through the you know, meaning of money conversation with me, and I totally get that. And it's more of a wealth management, financial question. So kind of we'll figure it out in the beginning which direction it's going to. But in the example of it going more towards traditional, helping them figure out their budget, kind of let's start off where you're at right now. And a lot of people don't know what that answer is, um, or they might have a an idea. Oftentimes what I see is somebody maybe who makes $200,000 a year who says that they're going to live off of like 50000 And not to say it's not possible, but we'll just go through kind of a, a checklist. This is not a process to just go give them a budget sheet, which we also have to help them jog their memory. But I can tell you that if you're somebody who hasn't done budgeting and you really haven't done financial planning much, the last thing I really want to do is deter you to make this any more of a hurdle for you to want to do it. So I would rather go through like a three or four questions that I ask them pretty easily, like basically how much do you make? Uh, how much do you currently save if you're still working into your retirement plans, like automatically your regular savings account? Are there any big one-time expenses that you've done recently, like uh, home renos or kids' weddings or large pet uh, debt pay down? And then we back out taxes and just make sure that they're not adding any money to like their debt, like credit cards or something. And whatever's left over, broadly speaking, is essentially what they spend. And whether or not that that's going to continue on that into the future, at least gives us a starting point as to kind of where they're at now. And then we also kind of will think about, okay, a lot of people aren't thinking about healthcare costs because it's automatically deducted from their their paychecks. And so we'll, we'll think about other things that, you know, might be new expenses that might be added in the future. And also some expenses that might come off in the future as well, like your, your mortgage might fall off or home equity line of credit or something like that. And that's kind of our starting point And the other questions on the lifestyle are just ways to really understand their, like what's important to them, what their values are, their needs and and the wants. And depending on how financially set up they are, how much time they want to really comb through the budget, we can really, you know, jump into kind of the lifestyle and just get better of a kind of a target number. And then we start to think about how do they want to get a paycheck in terms of when they stop retire uh, when they stop and retire. You know, do you want to continue on like living and and setting that up basically with a uh, biweekly or or a monthly type of paycheck so that it, it feels the same, keep the behavior similar. Right. Gotcha. Um, one other thing to kind of discuss a little bit in terms of these you know, things you need to be thinking about in retirement is travel, and it's it's always something that. You know, I think when you think of retirement, you immediately associate travel with it, right? Whether you want to 
travel around the country or you want to go internationally, whatever that is, that's going to have a, another big, big impact on what you need to do planning wise and how much you need to be saving and how much money you need to have. Because as we know, travel is very, very expensive. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And that, that probably can fall into the category of, of goals, values, interests, relationships like that. I mean, that, that is something that easily can, can create experiences for everybody, uh, not just yourselves. And understanding what that might look like. You have people who have been staying in for quite a long time due to um, COVID recently. You also have people who maybe have been working a lot and haven't had a chance to um, travel much. And now all of a sudden they have this free time and that could be a big ticket item. There are certainly people who say, you know, I I traveled for my job. I I just want to stay at home. But there's a lot of people who maybe want to do one nice vacation a year or want to make sure that they're doing at least one every other year. And But they still want to have their typical East Coast trips or uh, down to Florida during the winter type of trips where they're going down there for maybe two months or something like that. And you know, so now travel could be one of those line items that could be almost like a needs and wants, right? So you might have the basic five thousand to ten thousand a year that they're always going to spend on you know basic travel in the area but then every other year they might want to take the family and the grandchildren to a night alaskan cruise or somewhere in europe or disney world or whatever it might be and that's a bigger ticket item so now that kind of might not be in the every everyday budget but something more of the i want to do this every other year so we really do want to spend some time on quantifying that it's one of those line items that people i think breeze through pretty quickly when they're thinking about their budget or or don't think enough about well i want to explore this idea of kind of the the hierarchy of needs and you know, needs, wants, and wishes with you a little bit more in our next episode and maybe go a little into it a little bit deeper because um, it does relate to what we're talking about today, but I think it's worth devoting a whole episode of the podcast to it to help people understand you know, the different needs and, and the hierarchy and, and how you approach that with your clients. So we'll put that on the agenda for the next episode. So please make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't. Uh, you'll get that one d- delivered directly to you. You'll find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, all the major podcasting platforms you'll find all things retirement. So please hit that subscribe for us. We do appreciate that as always. I got a few couple or a couple questions for today's episode of the podcast that came in from listeners. First one, uh, Anthony's from Jackie. She writes in and says, I never hear anything from our financial advisor unless I call him myself. And this bothers me. Should I be bothered or is that okay? That's a, that's a pretty selfless question, right? I think that's almost rhetorical. Yeah. I think you should be a little bothered and you should have an expectation to hear from them. It's not unreasonable to say that you want your advisor to be more or less proactive. And I think that your options going forward or maybe checking with some other friends or family members for another name for another advisor to potentially speak with, that's going to be more in line with what you want. And certainly, if, if you want to, you can speak with your existing advisor and just let them know how you don't feel like your expectations are being met. And I think the thing there is that most advisors I, in that situation are probably going to apologize and promise to do better. And maybe that is all that was needed. But sometimes it might have, happen to be that the type of client you are 
might not be the real fit for that advisor. Or maybe you've been shifted to a different advisor at some point and you didn't really know it. And maybe it has to do with your account size or the fact that you're asking like retirement planning questions when they're more focused on just, you know, growing money. It could be a numerous, numerous reasons. And maybe that's just their service model. Maybe it's just, hey, call me when you want to talk. We're always here for you. But those are things that you're going to want to understand and and see if it's really a match and maybe compare it to your new interviews and see how that that feels. And unfortunately, any new advisor relationship is always going to feel the best, right? Uh, And you're just going to have to judge them on their actions going forward. Right. Very good question. Thank you for that, Jackie. Uh, One more from Grace says, my dad died just six months ago, and I'm a little worried about my mom, who's in her late 70s and is now in charge of handling the investments for the first time in her life. I don't know much about it myself, so what should I tell her to do? Well, Grace, sorry to hear about your father. And what I would say is that it's, I think, good on you that you're taking the proactive approach to kind of confront this head on and... So I think naturally probably seeking some professional help that and be involved with that process if, if your mom wants that, uh, just to help maybe meet with other advisors to and, and or maybe you have your own trusted advisor and maybe that's somebody that can work with, with your mom. And also you can, if you're concerned about your mom and her decision making as well, you can be added as a, a third party like trusted person so if there's any type of cognitive decline or any things that don't seem right, the advisor can still reach out to you uh, just to make sure mom's doing all right. But if you feel like and this is something that's going to be pretty foreign to her and a pretty uphill battle to go out alone, I would probably recommend you know reaching out to get professional help for her and have somebody help her and, and be along for that ride. You can go to you know, the CFP board to look up other CFP professionals in your area uh, as a starting point if you don't have somebody else to reach out to from a, an advisor standpoint at this point. Yeah, Grace, sorry for your loss and uh, thanks for reaching out. And if you want to to talk to Anthony further, you can schedule a visit with him. Just go to cardinalwg.com. That's the website. You'll see the link there to do that. Or you can call him directly at 609-362-5512. And for anyone that has questions, we always encourage you to, to reach out and Get in touch with Anthony. He's happy to help you out and uh, begin talking through whatever concerns or questions that you might have. So that'll do it for this episode of All Things Retirement. Again, please subscribe wherever it is you listen, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Anthony, have a good day. Thanks. You too. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.